1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. But watch out, or else this freedom of yours might be a problem to those who are weak. Welcome to the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And today joining us on the podcast is the elephant in the room. <laughs> or, or wait, is it the donkey? <laughs> if you may have heard, we are beginning a series of conversations on Beyond the Ballot where we look at the life of our American world and what Christ might have to say in this time of political division and election and, and just general heartache. <laughs> that Which is, is like never upset anyone, right? Like when church decides to talk about politics. Oh yeah. It, everybody loves this moment. This is everybody's most joyful moment in the world. I, I think I said in my sermon on Sunday, that the one thing that unifies the right and the left today is the clinching that happens when the preacher says they're going to talk about <laughs> politics. Um, That's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, but just to be clear, some ground rules as we get started. Okay. We are not going to be advocating political positions. We're not mm-hmm. going to be advocating candidates. We are advocating a framework as people of faith that helps us interact with this world in this time in ways that bring life and hope rather than sowing disdain and frustration and, and frankly, death sometimes. Yeah. And so this is, you know, if you wanted to be nerdy, we could call this Christian ethics for an election year. Um, <laughs> yeah, we really could have called it that. Not as catchy as beyond the ballot, though. It's not quite as much fun. Uh, but, but anyway. I, so, like, I love, like, kind of what you stated there, like, in these ground rules, right? Like, we're not going to tell you um, how to vote. We're not going to tell you about, like, what political stance you should take or is the Christian stance. Because that's not... Well, that's just a false sentiment in general. But I also love that you offered, like, we will offer you looks, like, concrete ways to say, like, how do you put that title? How do you hold the value of being Christian first and foremost in your life? Um, And how do we prioritize that in a season that chooses to push people away from one another? I think this is a beautiful way to say we all agree in our baptismal vows. We all agree in the choosing to live out as faithful disciples. That There's something more important to us than our political party affiliation. Absolutely. There is. And, and while it may not feel that way sometimes, mm-hmm. while it may not sort of be top of mind way, it may, it, while it may not be encouraged by yeah. much of our 24 hour news cycle or even right. our social media feeds that are filled with people of faith. Uh, I think grounding in that identity does give us a way forward uh, that is really profoundly helpful. Uh, When we first moved to Cleburne, the town where we both live and work uh, in this time, Mm -hmm. there there was a church that I just loved its placement. Right, I know as preachers we we notice weird things when we we move into communities, but but one of the things I noticed when we moved our family or my family moved here in Cleburne was. The placement of the meeting place church uh-huh. just uh, Pastor off of Kirk the Cross. square, yeah, just, just off, off the, of square. the square. Great location, yeah. uh, no parking, which could be a problem, but great location. The thing that struck me profoundly, though, was not exactly where it was, but what it was between. <laughs> yep the the Johnson County Republican Party office uh-huh. was literally to its left. Interestingly enough. Uh-huh. 
and the <laughs> Johnson County Democratic Party office was to its right. That's right. Yeah. So leave the right-left thing for a different day in that moment. But the fact that the Church of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. a place called the Meeting Place, yeah, represented a third and middle way in a world where we're tried to pull to one direction or the other. I thought that was just poignant and powerful, and that's kind of the the way that we're going to try to hope to cast a vision forward for us as individuals and as a community in in the midst of this. So absolutely, and I really think that like when we truly, you know, hold these values that we're going to talk about for the next four weeks, like these four kind of of sets that will hold up for us to examine and remind ourselves of which one we need to put first as Christians. I think the thing that it it challenges us, regardless of where we fall politically, is that I think we honestly get a little frustrated. We get frustrated with other parties, but we're also probably going to get a little frustrated with our own parties. And I think there's some beauty in that because there's a Mm. challenge and a reminder to say, how do we show up in in the public square, right? How do we show up in our... Um, political party affiliations to say like, no, we need to push forward on these things with that lens and value focus first and foremost being what is best going to serve the -hmm. people that God calls beloved, which if you heard your kids time from this past Sunday is every single person we look into their eyes, right? So um, how do we prioritize that in the midst of all this? I think That's the beautiful thing because it makes us come with our, it makes us come with our brains. It makes us show up um, in the places that we choose to say, like, this is the party I'm backing. Um, But it makes us do it not with a blind faith. Um, We reserve that blind faith for God. But it makes us say there's still humans in the mix of in the midst of all of this. Yeah, our, our difference does not have to be the defining characteristic our oneness in Christ and in God as created in the image of God can be that unifying place. Um, I know like the only song I talk about on this podcast is a song <laughs> called brother by the brilliance, yeah. but the foundational line of that song echoes the sentiment of the season. When I look into the face of my enemy, I see, I see my, my brother. brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we can make that gender expansive to see, I see my kindred. I see my sister. Yeah. I see everybody, but even when we go to the polls and we see somebody wearing a shirt or a button or a t-shirt or whatever that is different than ours, first and foremost, they are our brother or sister. Melissa, you mentioned a minute ago that part of how we're going to have this conversation is is framing a series of choices that, yeah. that we get to make uh, as yes. people of faith that I think help us embody that spirit that Paul was talking about in Romans 12 when he says, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, mm-hmm. but instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind mm-hmm. and your spirit. Um, and, and so today, our choice that we're just going to dive into, because it. it's one of those foundational places where um, if we're going to get messed up and sideways, if our priorities are going to get jacked up, this is one of the places where it happens. Um, mm-hmm. The first choice is being loving or right. Or right. Yep. Yep. I like, so when I hear this and think about this, like I, it takes me back to like my own kind of faith journey, funnily enough of, um, of the, the people who loved me well, didn't necessarily agree with like some theological stances I held. Um, Mm. and yet 
I think when we're loving or right. So I guess like right off the bat, like I just I notice that there are people right. There's people in your life that, you know, like maybe we don't see eye to eye on everything, whether that's theology or politics or how to bake a cookie. Do you use baking soda or baking powder? Right. Like, well, and then there's the people that are just wrong on toothpaste and toilet paper too. Right. I right. Mean, yeah. Right. Like we could get into all of these things, but the people who love well are really good listeners. Like they create such space to just yeah. listen and listen without an agenda. Like they're not listening to them be able to fight me, like to like push against what I have. To, they're listening because they care about the person that's speaking. Um, so I think in loving or right, there's an importance in that value of listening, which is a good check for us. <laughs> it, it is. And that value of listening can create uh, a a possibility to see the world through somebody else's eyes, yeah. right? Because if you're listening, not to rebut, but to understand, yeah, it it gives you a whole, it's like, you know, taking a different set of glasses and putting them on. Um, right. One of the phrases that yeah. popped up in, in our family growing up quite a bit, uh, it, we had, and, and my dad was the originator of this phrase, Okay. but um, he was also one of the greatest uh People who embodied it too, even though he would not name that. Okay. Uh, we we had a family friend who was a doctor turned preacher, uh-huh. and really really smart and amazing woman. Uh, mm-hmm. But she and dad would periodically butt heads okay. because they both enjoyed being the smartest person in the room, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What, what this one of the greatest if if you're gonna have sin come up in your life, it's it's over who's the smartest person in the room sometimes. Um, but the phrase was, you know. She's often wrong, but never in doubt. <laughs> yep. I've and heard that I'm like, phrase that, before. That's also, that's also true for you sometimes. <laughs> but I think it's true for all of us, and especially mm-hmm. in, in, in this conversation around our shared civil life, right? Our political yeah. life, um, often to motivate action, mm-hmm. those who are seeking to communicate have to push to a point where you feel absolutely certain that you are right and somebody else is wrong and there is no doubt there is no nuance there's no space for that because frankly our apathy sometimes Mm -hmm. won't be overcome unless we have this almost righteous indignation yeah but when we see like the things that we truly care about like rarely is it ever that black and white where mm. like we're told to. And I can't yeah. help but think of like the prayer practice. Like there's a prayer practice of um, when you feel like you're holding on to something or you can't let go of something where you literally like make a fist with your hand. Mm. And in the prayer, you you visualize holding whatever that is. And then in the open space of inviting God to be present with you, you work to be able to open your hand and hold it mm. loosely. And I think in, I think that's such a good check of like, if we think like we might be right on something, we need to test where is our hand? Like, are we mm. clenching it or are we holding it loosely enough? Because if we hold it clenched, we're not going to be loving. We're not going to listen. Right. We're not going to leave space um, for any doubt, you know. And what that also means is, we're not going to let God change our minds. Like that's the, Mm. like that's the other consequence that we don't think of is we're not going to allow God to speak into our life. But if we can hold it openly 
to say, I feel confident. I want this to sit in my hand, but I can hold it loosely open in my hand. Then we can hear where God is influencing us to either confirm and say, this is beautiful and this is great. Or to say, let's shift this a bit, right? Yeah. Or sometimes, because God is God and God is humorous, like to just knock it off and say, nope, nope, we're not going there anymore. <laughs> well, the, what I what jumps into my mind as you were saying this is that there can be a level of stuckness that okay. happens when we hold on too tight, right? Yeah. And I'm reminded of, of the old sermon visual that I think every preacher I've ever known has used, and usually during oh uh, stewardship season, so I don't know what that says about okay. anything, but it's the image of a monkey with a dried out gourd, and it's trying, you know, a little bug or something that's trying to get, jumps down the hole in the gourd, so it sticks its hand through the hole, and the hand fits in the hole, but, but when it grabs mm. and makes the fist, it can't fit back out, and the yeah. only way to get unstuck is to let go, let go and to release. And I think that's part of, of what the invitation here ideologically is, what are we holding on to so tightly yeah. um, that we can't let go? I'm reminded of scripture we read uh, as we got started this morning, 1 mm-hmm. Corinthians chapter 8, and, and it's one of those places in our Bibles where the word nuance just flashes off the page, right? Yeah. It's a place where Paul's not living in a black and white world. He's living right. in, in the space of gray. And the Corinthian church was in a place where many of the leaders had, had converted and been in faith for a while and were deeply formed in their faith. But mm-hmm. they still lived in a community yeah. where um, there were what I like to call holy barbecues. And maybe that's just my Texan coming out. I don't know. But um, <laughs> it definitely is your Texan coming out. There's no there's no shine around that. Okay. Well, but, Nothing but wrong what with they that were, either. no, there's not, there's not. So these animals would be sacrificed to gods. Um, and then because barbecue smells so good, right? The, mm-hmm. the cooking of off of the fat was offered as a burnt offering to God. And, and usually because apparently good Corinthians were like good Texans, they didn't want to waste a, a good smoked right. piece of meat, right? Yeah. They had giant feasts afterwards. Mm-hmm. And if you were in business or if you were in leadership in Corinth, you needed, it was socially expected that you went to these things. Yeah. And and many of the leaders of the church in Corinth were also leaders in their community and, and established people in those kind of spaces. And so they ended up going in it mm-hmm. to these holy barbecues and it, um, and it caused a riff within the church because there was controversy over whether or not they should go. One, Mm -hmm. and then whether or not um, it mattered if they went, right? And and so the folks who were going were saying, essentially, look, we know there's no God but God, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Paul has witnessed to that for us. Christ has revealed it to us. The Spirit has convicted us of it. There's no God but God. And so we're just having barbecue. It doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't matter, right? And then there's others in the church who say, well... Yeah, but it's still sacrifice to another God. And, and in a place of real nuance and, and wrestling, Paul essentially says to them, you know, it's more important to be loving than it is to be right. Um, it's more, you know, make sure that your actions don't cause somebody else to stumble because not everybody's going to have the full perspective on this that you do. Yeah. And so those who are seeing you as a witness to Christ doing these other things, Placing this other sort of mm-hmm. ideology, even if we want to say, or right. allegiance potentially, um, yeah. at a really high level, 
could be harmed in the midst of this. And yeah. so let go. You, Yes, you are right, mm-hmm. but let it go mm-hmm. in the name of loving your neighbor. Yep. I love that. So, okay. So a question for you, Daniel, if you were, because this is a time for action, right? Like we, we hope people take up their civic duty and vote in November. Right. Um, and we hope, we hope that in the midst of all of this, right. We, we treat each other, um, and not just each other, but we treat any person we come across with our, our Christian values of today, loving or right. So, right. It's a season of action. So I wonder if you were going to give people like one way to choose loving over right, what Mm. would you suggest to people? For me, my first step would be a simple sentence. Okay. Tell me more. Mm. When you find yourself in a conversation with somebody, when they're sharing an opinion that's different than yours. Yeah. Whether your insides just want to scream or not. Begin by offering them the dignity of saying, well, tell me more. And maybe that is a foundational place for dialogue to happen and perspective to grow, right? Yeah. Part of being loving or right is having our eyes opened to see the world as uh, in ways that others are seeing it in the midst of this and being able to make a decision in the midst of that. So tell me more. What would you say, Melissa? I mean, I think it's what I like came in hard with right at the beginning of this conversation. And I think beautifully ties to what you just suggested, which is listen, like prioritize, ask yourself, how much are you talking? How much are you listening? Because listening helps us move into a more in love, a more loving embodiment towards another person. So listen well and listen deeply. Mm, So good. So powerful. Thank you for joining us today on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. And I'm Pastor Melissa. And you know, if you have been listening to this podcast series, if you know of other people that you think they really need to listen to this because we all need to know how to love or um, choose loving over being right. I was going to say loving or right, but we're hoping people (laughs) choose loving in this season. Then would you do us a big, huge favor? Would you like this? Um, Would you subscribe to our podcast, whatever you listen to this podcast on? And then would you share it? Um, Share it by word of mouth. Text it to a friend. Let one other person know about this podcast Um, in any of the series that we've done that you think would be fruitful and loving filled towards someone you know in your life. And now that we have gathered together today, I want to give you this invitation to grow. And it is simply this. May we embody a way of loving by saying to our neighbor, tell me more and efforting over and over again to listen well. And now go, receive this benediction, this blessing that is meant to be lived out as you go this week. Remember that in all that you do, No matter how right you feel, God always chooses to love you. Choose love. Go in peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.